What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. This is not another Baptist podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. This podcast is sponsored in part by our friends at the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Visit swibbits.edu to find out more about what God is doing on Seminary Hill. Hey, and I guess now we can officially say Happy New Year. Yes. It, this, uh, I, I mean, I guess we're recording this well, really by faith because today is actually <laughs> December 31st and we're not fully sure that the calendar is not going to go right. to the 32nd. But yeah, we're, at we're this hoping. point, we're declaring uh, that tomorrow will be January 1st and we are joined apparently by Kenny from South Park. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, Bar- Barber, and happy, happy birthday. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to be with you guys today. I, I can't think of uh, any way I'd rather spend my uh, rather spend my birthday, uh, but talking with you, except for every other thing that I could be doing on my birthday. <laughs> I was going to so, say I'm not sure there's a more appropriate way to spend the last day of 2020 than with <laughs> that's us. True, so. Yeah, <laughs> what a great observation. Yeah, this is true. And, and Kyle and I were just visiting a moment ago. Just to s- some of the things that we lost in 2020. You know, at our church, we kicked off the year uh, with one of our main matriarchs at the church passed away. Uh, it is has ended the year with one of our main kind of patriarchs uh, with terminal cancer. Uh, and everything in between has been a lot of of loss. And and we were kind of bouncing around some some things that God still did. And, uh, and we're just grateful that the DH went to both the American League and the National League. So, I mean, on that note, I mean, not everything in 2020 was bad, right? Well, I would agree in that principle that not everything that happened in 2020 was bad. We disagree on the specifics. Uh, I mean, I could point to a lot of things that we lost here, but uh, my reputation was saved because I didn't have to nominate you for president of the SBC Pastor Conference. So I figure uh, that is, that's pretty major. The Lord in his mercy sent a worldwide pandemic to help us avoid that travesty. And I say it was a fair trade. (laughs) Well, I mean, you had that. I also remember the time we had Dr. Greenway on here for one of the, uh, I think it was one of the knucklehead things. And I shared the story that God gave us the pandemic because of you. And he said, you know, he really like, you know, it's like, no, no, he didn't. Like, that's not how it works. That's not how any of it works. But Barb, we're, we're very glad you are on here and uh, very glad it's your birthday that we have another year of, of you. Now, you've gone around the sun, what, 2,000 times now? How, how old are you now? <laughs> well, I, I don't know if we're going to do it in dog years or human years, but uh, I'm, I'm 51 today. Well, happy birthday, happy birthday. And uh, Bart, you you were just doing some troubleshooting, which is a perfect way also to end 2020 because right. this was already a new thing for you with the year where we all went online and digital and some of that kind of stuff. That was a big jump for, for Dr. Barber. And I called him Dr. Barber on his birthday precisely because he doesn't like that. Yes. Uh, but also, I, I have to say that for somebody that just loathed it entirely, you went all in. Yeah, we did. And actually, 
I don't loathe the technology. Uh, I, I worked in the video crew for my church when I was in college. I took the class at Southwestern on video production. So uh, I was pretty well versed in the, in the technology of all of it. I just, um, I think when I'm preaching, I'm preaching for the members of FBC Farmersville. And um, that's, that's where my heart is. Uh, I've just never, although I've known how to do this for a long time and I've had a member or two say, Hey, why don't we broadcast the services? Uh, uh, I'm not, um, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to spread, uh, Bart Barber all around, uh, all over the place. Uh, I'd rather, I'd rather devote my time to shepherding my congregation and promoting Matt Hensley. Uh, for, uh, <laughs> well, I was I was going to say it also gives everybody the chance to just critique. You know, we get to learn uh, from from my sermons what not to say, from Bart's sermons what to say, and, and somewhere in between with Kyle, how not to dress like that. That probably <laughs> covers all of our bases there. Uh, but but Bart, what was something that you learned in 2020 uh, that that you would like to carry on to 2021? Oh, wow. That's a, a, a great uh, question. One thing I think was uh, when uh, invited to be on this podcast, always ask if I'm going to have to eat anything. Uh, <laughs> saying yes or no, uh, I think. Uh, from yeah, all of Now, that. for the record, Dr. Grace knew exactly what he was signing up for. And, and so <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I've never seen I've never seen Kyle more excited than watching somebody suffer. <laughs> so great. Kyle has done it a few times at this point. And in, in watching him, he was just as giddy as a schoolgirl. I mean, so, he was so happy watching that guy nearly die on air. <laughs> yeah. No, I to, to give a serious answer to your question. Um I I would say that the the thing that um that, that I walk away from this knowing more than anything else is uh, the degree to which people need uh, to serve the Lord. Uh, I think we came into the, uh, into, into the shutdown in March. Um, and, you know, I already, because of what I believe about ecclesiology, I was thinking, hey, we can't do this forever. Uh, people need to gather. Uh, people need to worship the Lord. Uh, people need to encourage each other. But the other thing that really stood out starkly from, from the moment that we started to reopen was how much people who teach Sunday school needed to be in their classroom teaching Sunday school again, and how much people who regularly serve as ushers needed to be back in serving as an usher or a greeter here at the church or uh, people who play an instrument needed to come back in and play that instrument. They, the, there's a spiritual need to serve the Lord and to serve one another. And, um, you know, I think that underscored for me, um, how, how poorly thought through, uh, is the, the modus operandi of people who say, well, I've worshiped God at home or, uh, I'll just, I'll just watch something online uh, and just, you know, apart from a pandemic, I, this is just going to be my way of doing church just because I prefer that. Um, I think they're really missing something that other people have clued into the, the great blessing that is found in serving one another uh, within a local gathered congregation. 
It's a good word. Yeah, now, I really think good. I would speak for Kyle, uh, which is a scary thought. That, that for me, one of the things is I didn't realize how much I longed for the human touch and to be able just to sit around before Sunday school, after Sunday school, in between services, after services, to be able to have a cup of terrible coffee. And I know you hate all coffee. All coffee yes. is terrible for you. But for us, it is. Actually, I was nodding in agreement. It's terrible. <laughs> it is actually terrible here. And But just to be able to sit down and, and truly talk and be next to one another, the big hugs that you give to, uh, to folks that really need that. And, and we were fortunate to be able to do the drive-in, uh, which had some measure of connection of gathering and so forth, but still, you know, you're kind of standing away from the windows and high, you know, I went to every car every Sunday and, and some of our ushers did as well. And, but still you long to be able to be close and, and especially some of those dear old saints that you just want to give a hug or a handshake. Kyle? Yeah, I agree. Just that, you know, the, there, there is no substitute for gathering with the people of God in, in, in person. Um, I'm grateful for the technology that allowed us to live stream and continue ministering in some fashion. Um, And even though, you know, for, for us, we're, we're meeting in person at a much smaller scale, about a third of what we were before. Uh, But still just to be in the room with with the people of God is a, an incredible blessing that I hope we don't take for granted again, like we did before. Um, and in fact, I, I shared at one point, I think it, it, I mean, as a pastor, church was an afterthought, right? I mean, it was, it was, it was there every Sunday. And um, we, we obviously like it. I mean, that's why we are pastors, right? We enjoy being there. Uh, but, but I don't think it ever entered our mind that, hey, this might not this might not be a, a routine for us. And, yeah. and for that to have been broken for so long, um, really, for me, at least revealed the blessing that it is to be able to gather with God's people week in and week out. Yeah. You know, uh, something else I think that I would add about the year is not necessarily an answer to the question that you gave me, but I don't uh, follow your rules. Uh, so I don't either. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I've seen... Uh, a lot of uh, burden and discouragement uh, on the faces and hearts of fellow pastors uh, over the course of this year. I think for a lot of reasons, uh, one, there's just been a lot of loss, uh, not just of, of people with COVID, but but other things too. I, I had one of my dearest friends, a, a pastor, former IMB missionary, die suddenly. Greg Rainwater uh, wound up preaching his funeral uh, in the fall. John Powell, much beloved here in Texas, uh, died this year uh, helping uh, somebody on a highway. You know, it's not COVID related at all. Uh, so many people grieved over that. And uh, and and a year uh, where you had to make decisions that nobody could say, well, we've always done it this way when we had a pandemic. Uh, and so uh, And so every decision was, ripe for critique and and controversy. And um, I just, I think being, this being my birthday and being a really old dude uh, here on the podcast with with you guys, um, I would say um, don't throw in the towel. Years come and years go. Uh, at, At our state convention meeting, we were sitting uh, in a in a room in a, in a meeting of young pastors actually, and uh, I snuck in the back door and tried to hide my my balding gray head, and um, 
and they asked the question, how many of you would say that this is your worst year in ministry? And hands went up to almost everybody, almost everybody. And the guy I was next to, after they finished that, looked at me and said, you didn't raise your hand. And I said, it's not even in the top three most difficult years of ministry for me. And he said, how on earth can that be possible? And, um, you know, I had most difficult year of ministry for me was the year that, that, that we had a local controversy about a Muslim cemetery in Farmersville uh, that, uh, that, that I wound up advocating for what Baptists have always believed uh, about religious liberty. And, um, and that was controversial. And it was difficult. We lost some church members over that. And um, that, that was a very hard year. Um, there, was the, there was the year when um, I accidentally, um, we, we had, a, we had a, a, a young man run out in front of my Suburban on I-30 uh, coming back from Southwestern. And that happened right in front of me. And, uh, you know, there was some, there was some trauma uh, from that emotional trauma that, that was a difficult year. Um, there, um, there was the, the year that, um, uh, I met Matt Hensley and was added on to TVR, you know, that would be, a, <laughs> uh, the baddest reviews Facebook group. And that's so, on a lot of people's top, uh, top yeah, of that. I think that is. <laughs> that's, that's a time for a lot of folks, but, um, but, you know, there, there have been, um, uh, I guess, I come into this year, and there have been worse years, but they, they went away. Hmm. They came, they were challenging, they were difficult, and then they went away, and a better year came later on. And so don't throw in the towel, just, you know, just because this year has been hard. And it's been really difficult for you, and you've been had your blood, no, your nose bloody, and you've been knocked down. You know, get up and, and keep going because a new year starts tomorrow. And uh, and and if this is the worst year of ministry, the next year's got to be better, right? Yeah. Uh, and so hang in there, keep going. And so before before we let you go on on that note, I've seen some. Uh, Twitter feeds or whatever, where they talk about what's one word you would use to describe 2020. And, you know, it was stuff like loss or, you know, dumpster fire, <laughs> which is That's two really words. only be reserved for this podcast, but, uh, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And, and what I want to put you on the spot is just to give us one word uh, to kind of carry with this for the beginning of 2021, assuming tonight when this posts uh, that we do in fact change the calendar over, uh, what's just one word? Uh, and we're asking a Baptist preacher to to boil it down to one. What's one word that you would want us to launch into 2021 with? Perseverance. Good, Good biblical word, uh, and it's and we're told that. Uh, that if we do that, God strengthens our faith through all things. And so uh, stick with it. Perseverance. Let's let's make this the year that we didn't quit. Amen. Well, can I call you Dr. Romper? <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. So I, I, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> Thank you. 
thank you for coming on on your birthday and uh we're glad you were able to get some of your tech issues uh squared away there in farmersville and uh and i hope our folks will be reminded with the words that you shared about not throwing in the towel uh that if this was in fact the best the worst year ever uh then 2021 we pray is going to be a great year of many blessings and we will march forward with perseverance because as i think it was spurgeon that said by perseverance the snail reached the ark. And uh, so I, I've never really studied that, but um, it it goes on a good coffee cup. So uh, <laughs> Bart doesn't use those. So Bart, thank you for coming on. Kyle and I are going to continue a uh, discussion on some four prayers for the new year. Bart is going to leave and write some imprecatory Psalms uh, against me during this time. But, but Bart, thank you again for coming on. God's blessings to you and Farmersville. Yeah, uh, it was great to spend time with you guys. I pick on you a lot, but uh, I love both you guys. Y'all are y'all are like great us. pastors and good friends. And uh, uh, God God bless you. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Bart. I Appreciate can say it. I can say the same for you, but not very much for for Dave Miller. But anyway. <laughs> he's a Yankees fan. I know. All right, we love you, man. Talk Thanks, to you soon. So, so back in January, Kyle, you, you wrote a little thing, yeah. uh, called four prayers for the new year. And, yeah. and in it, uh, by now you are the biggest false prophet in the universe. <laughs> and, uh, so, I, I, they were prayers, not prophecies. Let's be very clear about <laughs> this that. This is very true. You, you did not declare this in offer no. to be stoned. Uh, but, uh, but you had some four prayers for the new year and in what you shared last year is that we would baptize more in 2021 than you did in 2019. That was to take care of your baptism credentials. Uh, Yeah, 2020 than you did in 2019. But then you also prayed that the hearts of the people in your church would warm to the gospel, uh, that you would build relationships with young men, and that for more churches to realize the replanting opportunities that exist. So uh, step one for us as we discuss this uh, in your prayers for this year uh, give God a grade on those. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no. probably a terrible way to phrase it. Uh, you know what I mean? How, how did God answer that in your church and, and what did you learn from it? Uh, so, so we did baptize more in 2020. We, we baptized one more in, in 2020 than we did in 2019. So that, that is more, uh, we, we had set a pretty ambitious goal. And, um, uh, and then that we, we were, we were in the middle of some evangelism training and getting ready to go out and do some door to door, uh, evangelism, uh, at the beginning Super of March, at, at the beginning of March, we we had we had kind of planned out this this like door to door evangelism thing, and then suddenly uh, we were issued stay at home orders, and uh, and so that um, that that got changed. Um, so we we did we did baptize more people in in 2020 than than in 2019. And again, this was so this was prayers not just for my church. This was prayers kind of for I posted this on the replant blog. This was my prayers for uh, just kind of churches across the board. Um, you know, the, the hearts of the people in your church are warm to the gospel. Uh, in some ways, yes. I mean, I think in, in some ways are um, the the illusions of uh, the comfort of this world were taken away from us a bit, right? And so that forced us, I think a lot, forced a lot of us, I know it did me, to consider where I find my worth, where I find my value, where I really find my hope. Um, you know, because I'm sure you remember back in April and May, um, stock market was, w- was looking like a roller coaster 
and and not in a good way, right? I mean, it was it was plummeting, and I know there were a lot of questions about, you know, is it? I mean, are, are our retirement accounts going to zero out? Like, what is going to happen to this? How long is it going to go? And and praise the Lord, thankfully it, it's rebounded. But uh, you know, that just showed us how fickle those things are in in life. Uh, how about you? How, how would you say that your your heart and the, the hearts of your people are warm to the gospel? And yeah, so so first I can say I actually do not know the numbers, the exact numbers of uh, baptisms this year. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, but I can say for sure that we baptized more people in a horse trough this year than we did ever before. So that's awesome. Um, grateful for for that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so one of the things that I think this this did for for pastors, it was a great leveler as we've talked about before. But also for people, I think it also served to kind of show uh, who were spectators and and who were truly in mm-hmm. and in it for the long haul. And and I'm not talking about those that would be willing to gather versus those that are watching online by any means. But those that were truly in and uh, and and for it, those I saw grow in so many ways this year. That was such a blessing. the The heartbreaking part, of course, as a pastor, though is those that were on the other side of that spectrum. Those that were, you know, maybe you thought were kind of in, but kind of revealed themselves to be more kind of fair weather uh, Christians. You know, we, we talk about Christian and Easter uh, guys, um, but really, you know, in, in kind of the, the season that we've been in for years, uh, that church has become for a lot of people, a it's, it's on the list of things that I can do on Sunday. And so, you know, I, I might can go golf. I might can go on the boat. I might can go hunting. I might can go doing all this kind of stuff. And so church was, was usually down the pecking order for a number of folks. And so we saw that. Um, but we also saw a lot of people, I think, relearn how valuable that time truly is to be strengthened. As we talked about with Bart, uh, the, the fellowship of the saints just cannot be overstated. And, uh, and so I was grateful for that. So I saw those that were truly in, um, really saw them warm. Well, uh, with the relationship relationships with young men, we've seen that too, uh, added one that would probably not claim, uh, the title of young cause he's got 10 kids and of all ages, uh, some adult kids. So he would not claim the title young, uh, but one kind of with him, uh, that was young, uh, truly young, both of them became deacons. And so we've been growing and, and uh, you know, visiting with one another a lot. So we've seen that. Uh, and then I think you and I can both point to a number of churches that saw some replanting opportunities that do yeah. exist. And, and also with that, probably, well, certainly wasn't in mind when you wrote this in December, whatever, of uh, the, the year before. But we also saw how many pastors, even rural small churches like us, that were reaching out to those that maybe were a little older and not really knowing how to do the live stream thing or how to do the drive-in deal, uh, to to work with them so that they were able to to still gather in some some form. And so maybe it wasn't necessarily all of these church replants started. Uh, but I think we saw a number of guys like you and myself and others and, and big churches, too, that were opening up their doors in their recording facilities to make sure that every single church out there had the means to be able to get the word of God to to their people. And that's one of the things that I do love about Bart is his whole passion with the whole live stream thing was remotely not at all to spread his preaching to Arkansas 
Washington, all that kind of stuff. Right. That's a nice byproduct, but that wasn't his goal. He wanted to get the word that he was preaching to his people yeah. and did everything that he could to do it. And so I think that God answered that maybe in a different way, perhaps, but seeing a lot of guys reach out to those churches uh, really warmed my heart uh, yeah. because I, I think everybody realized that we are on, on the same team. I'm not competing with, with Kyle and, you know, 40 miles away anyway. So it's, you know, there, there's no issue there anyhow, but we're not working against each other. We're working with one another, coming up with different ideas to, to meet needs of our people and, and all of that kind of stuff that I thought God answered that prayer, maybe in that way this year. Yeah. So yeah, Kyle in 2021, uh, yours is, uh, God, please end this dumpster fire. Is number <laughs> one. Uh, so that, and that's, that is a way to word, uh, your number one is I'm praying yeah. that God will protect the unity of your church. Cause one of the things that we've seen, even I, I sent you the, the email that I sent out just, just an informational email that here is information on the vaccine. Yeah. Here's how you can sign up if you're interested in it and when it will be available, all that kind of stuff. And when I click send, the I mean, fear came over <laughs> me. Of just what kind of replies am I going to get to this? Yeah. You know, pastors, in every decision we made this year, there were people on every side of it. Yep. And, and we have that with any decision that's ever made. It's just these are some life and death decisions that were made this year and some very polarizing decisions that had to be made. And so a lot of people have called it kind of a no win uh, year because whatever decision you made, even if it worked out, you still were going to have such entrenched uh, replies or thoughts or opinions, even those that may not pass it on to you. Uh, so your first prayer is that God would protect the unity of your church. And so tell us about that, Kyle. Yeah. Well, as you mentioned, I mean, in 2020, we saw churches fight and and pastors get fired over, over things that had never entered our, uh, our sphere before, right? Um, should we require, should we even ask people to wear masks when they come in the building? I mean, you saw pastors lose their jobs over um, masks, or, or at least reach the point where they where they decided it was time to move on because of the fights that they were having over that. Um, so church is having to wrestle with, do we close? Do we not close? Do we limit our capacity? Do we not? Do we rope off pews? Uh, do we try to enforce social distance? I mean, all these things that last year at this same time would have been um, absolutely unbelievable, right? I mean, I don't think any of us could have grasped if, if you had told us, hey, there's gonna be a worldwide pandemic, and this is how it's going to change the fundamentals, not only of life, but of church, how the local church gathers, we, we would have, it would have been unbelievable. What, what I can 100% say is never in a million lifetimes did I ever even comprehend that I would have one of those all-in-one communion cups in my hand. Yes. Yes. Never. No. I mean, even I, even I, when I, I would never. take nope. Lord's Supper to to you know shut-ins or whatever, we would usually yeah. take like some crackers from the the actual church and maybe a little can, those little bitty cans of grape juice, that kind of deal, like the little yeah. to go. I, I never even crossed my mind that I would be buying those in bulk this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm looking forward to the day. I don't care what 2021 holds. Uh, I do not want to ever taste that again <laughs> in my entire life. But, yeah. but yes, a great word because, yeah. you know, we, we are united in Christ. Um, that we, I'm, I'm sure you've said something similar. I've said a number of times that everybody in this room has a different opinion about music, about dress, about, every, you know, Bible versions. I mean, all these different things, but we all come together in 
Christ. And this year really kind of tested that because mm-hmm. yes, we're all in one in Christ. Uh, but no, I'm not wearing a mask or I am going to wear a mask. Or if you're not going to wear a mask, I'm not coming. I mean, all the different, you know, opinions that could come. Yeah. And, and I think 2021 is going to offer um, some unique challenges along those lines as well, as we begin to enter what is prayerfully a post COVID world. Um, and, and much like a post nine 11 world, there's probably going to be some permanent changes that we see just in, in the normal routines of life. And so, uh, you know, just praying for wisdom for pastors as they try to figure out ministry and programming and, um, outreach and all that in a post COVID world and, and praying that there'll be unity in, in, in churches as we, as we move forward with that. All right. Number next, I am praying people return to your church hungry uh, so that they are counting down the times until they get out so they can have lunch. No, (laughs) hungry to grow in their relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah. So um, share share on that. Yeah. So we're going to have people. I think every church that I know is going to have people that that will come back in person in worship in 2020 that have probably not, or 2021 that have probably not been there since March, right? We have some immune compromised folks um, that, that will make their way back eventually. Um, and, and so, you know, as we start to um, recover, as we start to, I mean, as we continue this process of reopening, which I know has been going on for like seven months now, but it's still, in a lot of ways, we feel like we're still reopening, um, churches and ministries and stuff that that people will come back not just glad to be back in the building not just glad to be back in their Sunday school rooms but but really hungry to grow in their relationship with the Lord and in their relationship with one another that that they're that they're anticipating the Lord doing something in their lives rather than just oh it's so good to be back and and filling this this void that was in my life yeah like I like I shared earlier is that that having church is just one of the things that I can do yeah. on Sunday after the list of everything else that maybe I would rather do. Uh, that that I, I think this taught a number of folks how valuable it truly is to be with my brothers and sisters in Christ, yeah, how, how needed that is. And, and we have, you know, I don't have it up. I don't, I can't bring up the numbers or whatever, but we have science in a sense to prove it. Those that have a better mental outlook and, and mental health, after regular worship attendance. And, uh, and, and I've, I've shared it before with, you know, with, with my church, like if you use church, uh, like, you know, kind of a buffet, like I'm going to go there kind of occasionally on, on special occasions or something like that and not your regular sustenance and how you grow in your faith and, and be refilled for the week ahead and so forth. It's, it's like a new parent giving their baby, you know, formula once a week. It just, yep. you know, once a month, it's not going to work. You know, they're going to, they're, they're <laughs> going to not. And, uh, and so we really need that regular communion of the saints because that allows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and so forth, yep. uh, to, to actually have some semblance of, of health to it. And, yep. and I'm glad that I've read ahead because the other thing I was going to say is perhaps 
2021, we'll have a number of those that would attend in person that we're intending online. And that's actually your third that prayer, is. that those that found your church online will attend in person. Now, for God to answer this one, we'll be having people move from Ohio, Florida, <laughs> all over the place. So, so it's going to be great. Uh, and I would love for it. Uh, but uh, but tell, tell us why you think that is is so important and so neat in a prayer that you hope is answered. Yeah. So I think what we saw in 2020 is a, the online streaming, right? So whether, I mean, whether you were streaming to your website or YouTube or just, you know, with an iPhone to Facebook, um, I, I, I believe that, our, that most of our ministry footprints increased in, in some capacity. And, and the reason I say that, because we, we know this year presented challenges that not only had we never faced in in churches before, but just in life in general. I mean, we we saw our entire way of life disrupted in really big ways, and and as we mentioned at the beginning, um, so many of those things that we would kind of rely on as norms went away, and so suddenly there was this this removal of security, and and so I I think uh, I really do I believe that that people all over the place wandered into uh, church Facebook pages just looking for some kind of hope. And, you know, as, as your feed probably was mine too. Now, now maybe we're not the best judge of just an average citizen because we tend to have a lot of friends that are pastors and, and we're all posting everything that we did online. Um, but my feed was just filled with church services on Sunday mornings. And so, uh, you know, I've had a couple of people that, that we've had walk in the doors and they say, Hey, we, we originally found you online when you were streaming and, um, you know, now we, we finally felt comfortable coming back and, and, and gathering in person. And so that's just my prayer across the board for churches all over the place that, that people who found churches online, maybe for the first time, would come and be, become attenders, and maybe even eventually members of, of local churches. Yeah, fa- Facebook for me, of course, Sunday is is the neatest thing is because really from, you know, I get up early enough that I start seeing the, you know, our our East Coast folks, folks go live and and then kind of work my way through and, and kind of pop in on a few folks. Uh, and so it's easy for us to say that's what everybody sees. And, and you said maybe not. But on the other hand, it's been an easy way for our church members to say, hey, you know, a simple share or, or when they comment, it's going to pop up in people's feeds. And so more people are seeing and hearing the gospel than ever before. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's a great prayer uh, worth worth praying. And then yeah. number four, I really hope God answers. Uh, I'm praying for rest for you and your family, because you yeah. said uh, at the very beginning there, every pastor I've talked to is exhausted. And, yeah. you know, we normally have our trip to uh, California for spring break. And even though the SBC meeting usually isn't this great time of rest and rejuvenation, uh, sometimes the opposite of that, usually the week before or after we turn that into a trip, we would normally in New Mexico have the ministers and families retreat uh, in August and in other times that we would be able to, to get away. And I know that as a full-time uh, pastor, that's still far more uh, time away than some of our yeah. Bible and Trivo uh, friends. Uh, but I didn't have that this year. The, yeah. the vacations that I had were staycations. And as you well know, that really doesn't do anything. No. People still know you're there. They pop by the house, get yeah. the emails, you get the calls. Uh, and so, and, yes. And so like you, I mean, I took, I took one Sunday off where, where I was not in the building um, this year. And that was this past Sunday. Technically um, I can, I, I, I can, 
agree to that because I, I did take that one Sunday off. I was not in the building because we did the drive-in that day. Yeah, we yeah. were in town, but I went to the drive-in service. Right. And uh, <laughs> just a real sidebar because I still think I have hearing loss from it. But we had some feedback that morning, and we had turned it up because it was really quiet. Like the Ooh. I guess their mains were down, and then that feedback came through, and I think all of us are still shell shocked. Like well, and. And now I had some Sundays I didn't preach. I had some Sundays where somebody else preached, but I was still around, still in the building. And and that's not, it, as, as a pastor, if you're in the building, it's going to be almost impossible for you to have that Sunday off, right? Because there's going to be questions, there's going to be things that come up. And so, yeah, technically, I mean, I only had one Sunday off and it was the very last Sunday of the year. And and I remember somebody asking me, you know, why why did you do that? And I said, well, it wasn't on purpose. I mean, we, we had things planned and, and trips planned that, that kept getting canceled and then backup plans that got canceled and backup, backup plans. And it just, it, it fell apart throughout the year. And almost every pastor that I know has had the same thing happen. Um, I mean, I can only, of, of all the dozens of pastors that I know, I can only think of uh, maybe a handful that I think actually took their full vacation allotment this year. Um, and, and so, you know, we're all exhausted um, we're ready to turn the page. And so, you know, as, as I shared in this, in this article, um, take some time, you know, whether that's just a couple of days, uh, you know, where you turn the cell phone off, you know, here, I know you live in the mountains, we can get away to the mountains for a, a day or two. Um, I, I took a day where I just went and, and browsed some bookstores and um, just kind of did some window shopping just to just to decompress, because I, I just needed some just needed some time. And uh, so, so take some time, rest, spend time in the bi- in your Bible, turn off Twitter, which is exhausting in its own in its own way, um, and and invest in your relationship with the Lord, and invest in your relationship with your family, um, and and just take some time and rest, um, because the the lie that that I know I bought into some this year is that if if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. Yep. And and I have to do this or the ministry doesn't continue. And the fact is, that's most likely not true, right? You you taking a day or two here and there is not going to completely derail your church. And in fact, I would argue your church will probably be healthier if you take that time because you'll be a healthier pastor to, to serve your people. And if it does, if it does fall apart, simply because you're gone, uh, you, you really need to reevaluate how you're leading, who you're training up and and all of that kind of stuff, who you're investing in, uh, because you really, you know, we, we are all interim pastors and, and just as much as COVID has kind of thrown everything off, but you, you can pass away. And, uh, and then your church is left with the search process, grieving, all of that kind of stuff. And so it's not a matter of just training up your people because one day you're going to die. Uh, it's the fact that that's, that's what we're called to do. We're to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And, uh, and so that's our calling. And so we need to be faithful to do that. And, and one thing that that does accomplish, the nice perk about it is it does allow us to get away and know that somebody's going to be able to turn on the sound system. Somebody's going to be able to preach. Somebody's going to be able to do the, you know, the greeting and all of that kind of stuff. And it can go on and they can forget you were even uh, there. Though this, I, I love that meme that says, hey, we've got a guest preacher to come. So you should come or something like that. I love that picture. That's what I post every time you're out of town, by the way. Um, <laughs> But uh, but as we wrap up, Kyle, I want to share the greatest thing that happened 
for me in, in 2020, uh, there were some ups and downs like everybody else, you know, lost, lost the Lifeway pastors deal, have some opportunities in the, uh, the works with Southwestern. And so grateful for, uh, for that was able to do the books. All of that is great. Kids are doing good. Family's doing good, all of that. Uh, but for Christmas, we were able to go down to or over to Grand Prairie, and I got to see my dad not once but twice in the nursing home. So that meant I had to do the COVID test. I had to do all of that stuff, went in in full PPE, and I have mad respect for those that wear that all day long because after two hours, I was, oh, man, I was so done. And I got out, and I looked like i just been to war. I mean, I had the little marks all over my face, but but I was so grateful to have that time with my dad. He doesn't talk much, never did. Uh, so we just kind of sat there, watched the news together. And then the second day I learned from that and I took some videos of our girls and he just watched those over and over. And uh, so that ended 2020 in such a wonderful way. And uh, so that, that was my highlight of the year. Kyle, other than just another year of friendship with me, what is your <laughs> highlight for 2020? Yeah, I think it was the same for us. We, we were able to go and spend some time with uh, with my mom and my brother and his family. And uh, they have they have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and then one on the way. And um, we, we had a couple of things planned with him throughout the year that, that kind of got canceled and, and shifted back. And so it was really good to finally just be able to go and, and spend some time with them at, at Christmas. And, uh, it was, a, it was a blessing. Good, good way to end a bad year. Let's put it that way. So, uh, great right. for that. Last question for you as we wrap up for good, yep. uh, perseverance is off the table. Give pastors and those listening in one word to carry into 2021. Hope. Hope. Not, not because of a vaccine, not because. Oh, uh, my hope is in the vaccine. Oh, no, no. <laughs> my product. hope is Woo! in. Glory. Pfizer. Standing on the promise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <now. laughs> yeah, no, you know, not, and, and uh, we have a pastor buddy here in New Mexico who shared a sign and, and I actually saw this driving back home and it's, it's a sign here in New Mexico and it says hope is here because of the vaccine. And, uh, and well, I thought for, I was the best preacher that day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for us, we, we know that's just not true, right? Our hope is yeah. not in a vaccine. Yeah. Our hope is in the gospel. And that is the thing that gives us hope. Uh, that, that's the thing that gives us the belief that 2021 can be better, right? Even if even even if nothing else gets better, the the hope of the gospel lets us know that God's goodness and his grace and his mercy are going to sustain us uh, all 365 days in 2021 as well. And so that's my that's my word for is, is hope. How about you? Precedented because I'm Press. done, with <laughs> done with unprecedented. So no, my, uh, unprecedented. my word. A... <laughs> and, and so this has been a passion of mine for years, uh, but encouraged, um, be, because we, we are still in the middle of this deal. Um, it's still going to go on a little longer. There's still going to be churches that are closed. There's still going to be churches that are fired or pastors that are fired. We're going to have people losing jobs, losing lives, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, that really pastors look for simple ways to just encourage your people. You, uh, who, who was it that said we pastors ought to be dealers in, in hope? Uh, that, that goes to you. But just where we are looking for every opportunity to encourage, you know, send a text, uh, send an email, you know, be encouraging in your, your emails that you send out to your church or text, call people, just encourage uh, and, and then to your fellow pastors that we, we are still in this for the long haul. As, as Bart shared about perseverance and not throwing in the towel, 
one way we're going to be able to do that is if we are truly encouraging one another and, and holding one another up when, when we're struggling. And so uh, I'm grateful that Kyle does that for, for me and vice versa. Uh, usually on my bad days, he's, he's uh, often having a good day and vice versa. Uh, you need guys like that that will uh, be there, talk straight to you, but also do so uh, with some encouragement with it. And so uh, my final word for, for all of this, encourage. Kyle has hope, perseverance. Uh, from Bart. And and then also, I think we would all say thank you. Uh, thank you for listening in. Uh, I don't know what we really thought we were getting into back in October of 2017. Was 17. It? Yep, yeah, that's right. it's been a while. Don't know why you're still here, but we're glad you are. We're grateful you are. Uh, we've got a number of guests coming and a number of great things in, in store for this year. Uh, but know that we're praying for you. We're here for you. Reach out. You can find Kyle at Kyle Beerman. Uh, on Twitter, you won't be able to find it because it's nearly impossible to spell. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but I'm at, at M Hensley. We would love to connect to you, uh, connect with you there, but send us direct messages, emails, uh, and, and we would love to just walk with you through whatever it is that you're struggling with. And then Kyle, I think in that article you also have, if we can encourage or serve you in any way, the, the replant team at NAM, that's why they're there. Yep. Uh, they're not exist. there to take over churches. They're there to encourage folks, build up, absolutely serve all of that. And so if you need just somebody to vent to send them a note at replant at NAMB.net. And so that's replant at NAM.net. So thank you. Have a great 2021. And uh, this time next week, uh, when you're listening to next week's episode, I will be sitting down in a doctor's chair, getting my uh, vaccine. And so I will uh, share with you if I start speaking and you know, <laughs> Russian or something like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right. Thank you all very much. God bless you. And, and if you're listening to this, that means it is a new year because yeah. it's posted to go live at midnight. So, so for some reason it rolls over to December 32nd, it's not going to go live. Well, so yeah. <laughs> you've made it. All right. <laughs> well, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as Bart romper Barber's outfit that he posted earlier <laughs> or that his sister posted and I took and uh, spread all over social media. So God bless. God bless y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We want to connect with you on Facebook at not another Baptist podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or our website at not another Baptist podcast.com. Until next week, we encourage you to check out csbible.com to learn about the Christian Standard Bible, our favorite translation for its blend of readability and accuracy. Have a great day and God bless. What's wrong with you people?